0: This is Passion for Your Passions, a podcast where we discuss childhood obsessions turned into adult nostalgia. I'm Julie. And I'm Krista.
1: And today, we are discussing Harry Potter with our first ever guest and our childhood friend,
2: Luke. Hi, everybody. I'm Luke, and it's a pleasure to be here.
1: Okay, everybody. So today, we're, for one thing, finally, for really real, talking about Harry Potter. But then, also... We for really real have our first guest. Actually, I don't know why I said it like that. We haven't had another guest, but we for really real have our first guest.
0: Well we kept talking about like one day it'll happen. And one day we'll also talk about Harry Potter. It's the future is now, people.
2: You're Harry Freaking Potter. I'm Harry Potter. School is for losers. I'm totally awesome. You're a wizard, Harry. Hurry! You put your name on a couple of fire. Oh, no. Just one of the oldest students to do it for you. No, sir. There will be no foolish wand waving or silly incantations in this class, Mister Potter, our new celebrity.
1: So, if you were worried that uh Julie and I have, you know, like other friends that we just, you know, don't exist in this space where we're just two completely weird people, we. We do, and he's not a ghost. I mean, if he if this was a Hatsune Miku situation, like this would be pretty elaborate for us. (laughs) (laughs) We're not that advanced, I
0: swear.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm I'm real. I'm here. Yeah, I I've been a longtime Harry Potter fan. I've known Krista and Julie since Well, (laughs) sixth grade. Yeah. I think you guys met in fourth grade.
0: (laughs) Technically.
1: Yeah, I don't remember because so you were homeschooled. Yeah, I don't did you came back. It was like sixth grade. Is that what it was? Yeah,
2: it was sixth grade. Okay. It was an interesting starting point because that's kind of like the end of that (laughs) school before transitioning into middle school.
0: Just literally the worst time of your life. I've discussed this with multiple people. (laughs)
2: Oh, dude. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah anybody who doesn't think that is wrong i don't care well
0: did i tell you what my dad said when i said that he told me this long elaborate story about how two different gangs were trying to kill him within a week of him moving there and some indian man gave him a gun and someone shot his dog he was in seventh grade he's like yeah all that happened in like a week and i just went well my teacher made fun of me and i had a horrible time (laughs) but we can all agree that it was literally the worst time in everybody's life so
2: (laughs) the statement still stands to be true
0: not wrong
2: (laughs) just one end of the spectrum to the other so we we established that we grew up redneck
0: hillbilly corn school
2: hillbilly corn school um and with you know respect to my parents for for what it was uh, I was raised very religious, um, very, very, very religious, uh, Southern Baptist. So one one side of the crazy spectrum, not to offend, or, or yes, you know to what? offend. <laughs>
0: we'll offend here.
2: Um, yeah. So uh, I actually was not allowed to read Harry Potter or like g- be interested in it because it's witchcraft and of the devil and, you know, all that jazz so i used to sneak harry potter things <laughs> into my house like contraband
1: <laughs> oh my god and okay wait What? <laughs> i have to ask a very weird question about this because something very similar to this happened to my sister but i thought it was very blasphemous because she was allowed to read twilight
2: I would say that's arguably worse.
0: (laughs) It's not even quality reading, it's not worth it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I never, I never understood that because like in Twilight, she legitimately has sex with a vampire. Like how much more sacrilegious can you get?
2: (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're classified as demons. So, you know, maybe it's not so bad because I feel like Stephanie Meyer was Mormon that's religious right and Edward had a conscience conscience
1: <laughs> that's what it is
2: yeah I I <laughs> Um.
1: Uh, you can finish your story if you wanted either. to I just wanted to put that in there because that always has bothered me about my sister she was not allowed to read Harry Potter it made me so angry but then she read all of the Twilights
2: <laughs> that it, it's so strange and I you know I don't know if maybe it's a way of like I guess, censorship in a form and, and trying to make sure your child isn't getting into something that you are unaware of. That's, you know, parenting, psychology, whatever. But yeah, so I used to sneak Harry Potter stuff into my room, like contraband. I have like little Lego sets, which I love. And <laughs> I purchased to this day. I actually just recently got back into that. Similar to Julie's mom.
0: Who's obsessively. Right <laughs> oh, she, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I actually got caught reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone.
0: Like it's a porno? (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) It was like, it was a big deal. And it's kind of strange too, because around that time, my parents, this is real weird. They were watching like a, a televised sermon and it had something to do with like witchcraft and Harry Potter and pop culture and, you know, it always does. And so they, they had... I guess walked in my room I was reading Harry Potter or playing with Legos or something. I know I had the book out and they were furious. Like it was a oh thing. No. It was a, it, I mean like they're like you're bringing the devil into this house and we need to <laughs> exercise and cast out the demon. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm just reading a book. No harm <laughs> ever reading a book. <laughs> Literally. It's like the beginning of the book is talking about freaking drill bits. And I'm like, wait, yeah. what? So. Uh, I know.
1: And that's. It's so strange to me, too, that Harry Potter does get that reputation. Yeah. Because, like, it's not. Okay, yeah, it's, like, about witchcraft, but, like, it's not about it. I don't know, like, in the traditional sense? Yeah, Yeah. like, the blood and the gore and, like, demons. It's like, there's, like, none of that's really there, like, at all.
2: No, not... I mean,
1: maybe a little bit in the later books. Maybe you could make that argument, but, like, not really. It's like the light magic.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and, but even by the time that that was a thing, those... I mean, we were kids. Well, we were kids, but we weren't, like, children, Yeah, you know? We were more, you know developmentally mature and probably more apt to... We
0: could figure out it's not real. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) We're aware that it was fiction. (laughs) We are going to try to So... Yeah,
0: and I mean, like,
1: the same thing happened with Pokemon, too, and that was always wild to me, too, because it's like, oh, yeah, they evolve, and it's like, yeah, but they're like... They're like little cheapy characters. What? Like, what? I don't care that they evolve. Like, that doesn't... I don't think about
2: that. (laughs) I have played... Almost every Pokemon game, and I can tell you, not one single instance of Darwin's theory of evolution has popped up <laughs> in any of those games.
0: They haven't been pressuring me to learn in any capacity about no. the sciences.
2: Maybe some EVs and stats, but that's about it. It's
1: more yeah, and I mean scissors. that's as that is as good as worshiping the devil.
0: Statistics. <laughs> that's
2: true. That's true. Yeah, I don't see a difference. <laughs> no. Math in general is
0: okay. of the devil. Is of the devil. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they made me grab all my Harry Potter stuff. They like searched my room and we put it in a trash bag and then we took it outside and they made me ceremoniously burn it all. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I like to say, I like to say that that's where my um, shopping addiction came from. I'm trying to fill a void that was, that was, burned. That was burned into me. <laughs>
1: How many books did you have to burn?
2: Um, what year was this? Like only two, but it was like my Legos ah. and my little action figures, like all oh my this. Because I think the first, the first movie had already come out.
0: Okay, the think- three I think was out by then. Yeah,
2: so I think I only had the first two though, um, and I actually think one of them was a library book. So Oops. sorry. Oh God. <laughs> I would love it
1: if you tried to return that.
2: Just ashes. (laughs) With
1: like a bunch of Legos melted to it I'm sorry.
0: It's the devil's (laughs) work.
1: My parents made me do it. They don't care about the library. (laughs) They only care about the devil.
2: (laughs) The library is a place of knowledge therefore associated with evil.
1: (laughs) God. Man, that's awful. I've never heard that story before. I'm actually kind of surprised.
2: They're a lot more lenient now, (laughs) but I will, I will say we, I, I've had a pretty rough, you know, as all people do, but as a queer man, and then also into devil worship, apparently, because I like Harry Potter. Dicks and Harry Potter,
0: not a lot. (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I'm glad that things have progressed in somewhat of a way because it would be pretty weird if your parents still were currently coming into your house and burning all of your books. Yeah,
2: I would <laughs> have to call the police. I think <laughs> I be like, excuse me, um, you owe me money. That
0: was a collectible okay. woman. <laughs>
2: Literally.
1: Well, I guess I'll um, I'll share just like a short story of mine. The thing that's interesting about mine is I remember reading it, probably not when it first came out, but, like, pretty close to then, and I didn't like it. But I would have been pretty young when I first read it, like, seven, something like that. And I think I read it, and I remember being like, I don't get this. (laughs) Like, I think I got basically through the first chapter. Maybe I started into, like, the second chapter, and I was like, no, I don't get this. And then... A few years later, I actually reread it, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I get this. So I don't know what happened. He's a but, wizard, like, I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I definitely, like, I clearly remember reading it the first time and not liking it, which I just think is interesting.
2: Right. That is really interesting, considering it's so fantastical. But the Dursleys were pretty awful, and, and that, that would put first me first off. <laughs>
0: well, what's funny about my first interaction with Harry Potter is so I was really good at school when I was really young because I was really good at math I was quick with learning but then they started saying like you have to read all the time and I'm like I fucking hate reading I really did I could not stand to read my parents would like lock me in my room and I would do literally anything else and I was bad at it because like I never read so then as time went on like by the time I was in third grade or so it was like Oh, I'm at like kindergarten level. I can't read because I don't do that, but I can do math at a high school level. So I feel like it evens out. (laughs) And so my mom kept buying me books. Like we like this and like, I hate all of it. It's just like, fuck all these books. (laughs) And so uh, She even came up with a rule, like any book I picked out, she would buy. And I would always pick out like science books. And she's like, no, you need reading books. (laughs) Like, I don't want to read reading books essentially what happened is the harry potter movies came out the first two and we had accelerated reader as our thing and i went okay i'm gonna watch the movies and then pass the stupid accelerated reader test but then i was like oh they're gonna know i'm lying because i didn't like keep going into <laughs> the series and i picked up the third book from the library like i should probably read this <laughs> and i really liked it so it's okay and i started loving to read so like my mom blames harry potter well, I guess attributes Harry Potter for my good grades like turning around because it was like, I had straight A's and then like a D in English because I was like, fuck your books. I don't like reading.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I guess that's a little bit of irony in there because if you come to Julie's house, there are literally books everywhere. (laughs) Stacks. Yeah. That dang estate sale you went to. (laughs) The 500,000 books you got from it. Yeah, Yeah, Julie bought a library. (laughs)
0: It was... $15, Fifteen dollars, people. <laughs> Why would I say no?
2: <laughs> it's like that movie we bought a zoo, but instead Julie bought a library.
0: No regrets.
2: <laughs> For all that, of you that don't know Harry
0: Potter. So, you in case Harry anybody Potter. doesn't know, <laughs> the boy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Everybody should know Harry Potter. Yeah the the boy who lived. A small eleven year old child whose parents are dead finds out that he has a great destiny and. There's this big evil bad, Voldemort, which we're going to circle back to Voldemort. This is going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm going to hype it up forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's the big bad. And I mean, it's really... So like, this was a thing like I heard a lot, like when we were kids and when they were first talking about Harry Potter, that Harry Potter is just like a story of good versus evil. That's like the basic of it. It happens in like a magical school which I know is like a setting that some people like. So, I mean, that's a thing to mention. But again, I think everybody in the world should know what Harry Potter is. So I don't know like if we need to go into super great detail. Are there any moments in the story that like you remember really hitting you really hard?
0: So I guess any scenes, the only thing I remember is like, I keep thinking of moments in my life and I went to the midnight for the last book and they had stickers that were like, talking about Snape uh-huh, uh-huh. and if he's a good guy or a bad guy. And I took that he's a bad man. And I'm still Me proud too. of that. Like, cause he's a piece of shit.
2: <laughs> I agree. I think, I think he is a terrible human being. I do not think that he should be redeemed for being a part of the plan. He's still, he
0: was still shitty. He's
2: still very questionable. <laughs> Granted, you know, bullying makes us all do weird things, but I don't know. He was very possessive over, over Lily Potter. That kind of disgusted me. Yeah, It just felt a little icky. Yeah.
1: How did you feel about it in the moment? I guess this is for either of you. Like, I don't really remember, like, that reveal when I read it. Like, do either of you remember? I do. Like, I the do. whole always <laughs> thing? I do. <laughs> we remember yeah. when we we're wrong.
2: Well, that okay. was the sixth book.
1: Yeah, that was, it was the sixth, sixth book. One. No, no, no. It's in the. It's not until the seventh that it's revealed
0: he was a good guy.
2: Oh, the yeah. The sixth
0: book, he's a bad guy. And oh,
2: yeah. You're right. They have you're the right. whole
0: controversy thing. And when I got the sticker, I remember being like, "Of course he's a piece of shit. Like, what do you mean? Like, why are we questioning this?" And it was because like everyone knew about the turnover in the
2: next one. Yeah, because of his tears.
0: Oh, fucking <laughs> 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 <It was> shit!
1: <laughs> but, I love Alaric. But do you, but you remember?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading it. Do you remember that moment? Yeah, I remember reading it and still being mad. I remember Mm -hmm. that. Like, it didn't make me feel better. I went, okay, like, fuck you. Like, and then every, I think what really stuck, because I thought everyone felt the same way, including in the book. I thought everybody was kind of like, that's cool that he wasn't, I guess, 100% total shitbag, but he's still 80% total shitbag. Mm -hmm. And then when they said that Harry named his kid after, I was like, you piece of shit, no! Like, he's still terrible. Why did you do that?
2: Well, and I think the movies did a—I don't want to say a better job, but they—they did a—they did a job on kind of painting him to be a hero, but they didn't really like go into as much detail as—is it one or two chapters that they're essentially revealing all of his memories and
1: stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: after he. I think
1: it was was like I think it's a chapter kind of over two. Yeah, it was like over two. I so I just re-listened to them recently. So like, there's like the part I think where it's like uh, his memories, and yeah, then there's like a little bit afterwards that I think is like him the him dying part. I yeah. guess is part of it, kind Spoiler. of because he does act kind of weird <laughs> when he's dying. <laughs> well, I mean, this is all spoilers. I mean,
2: <laughs> this it is doesn't just really matter. All
1: Harry dies. Potter. Yeah, I don't see. It's like it's kind of weird to me. I don't have a lot of memories about the later books because I mean I guess this is a thing I can talk about in the past section. I like notoriously hate the later books. I I did just re-listen to them, which was the first time in like years. I had I had actually never re-listened or reread the sixth book. And then um I think I had reread the seventh book for some reason. But yeah, this was like the first time in years. And I feel a little bit better about it, but I still greatly prefer the first four.
2: Okay. I was about to ask. I was like, so when you say the later books, which ones? Because I will tell you, I hate Order of the Phoenix. Burning passion. (laughs) Burning passion. Everyone is stupid and angsty, and it's just everyone complaining. And I'm just like, this is hell. This is literally hell. Yeah. I didn't want to live it It in my life. I don't
1: want to read about it. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, this, okay. So this gets in like to a little bit of the Voldemort rant. Mm -hmm. How is it possible that Umbridge is a worse villain? Like she is like, you just want so much harm to befall her. (laughs) It's so bad.
2: Yeah. She who shall not be named did a great job painting her as a villain Oh yeah, and yeah, it it's you're you're one hundred percent correct. She is a better villain than than Voldemort. I, I agree. With I
0: think it's one. because she's like personally attacking everyone, while Voldemort yeah. is like personally attacking Harry and then blanket attacking everybody else. Yeah, like her attacks are very like particular and on point and in your face. And there's a whole book with just like half the book's her interactions, mm-hmm. while Voldemort. For a long time, is just like, oh yeah, at the end he does some shitty shit, or like, oh in the past he set up (laughs) this thing, and then he's just like, the king of the other side to fight directly. He's not like, other than Cedric Diggory and Harry, he hasn't just picked out a person. Well, up until that point, like.
2: Yeah, no, you're 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 right on that as well, and I think you know that really kind of hits the nail on the head because, I mean, Voldemort is like the overarching villain of the entire series but every single book or movie has like a different villain if you really think about it i mean and i would even go so far as the painting like gilderoy lockhart as a villain because one he's mm. a...
0: incompetency is villainy well yeah. he's a douche
2: but <laughs> if you remember when they go into the chamber of secrets he, he attacks ron yeah, yeah he attacks ron and harry um, yeah. thank God Ron broke his wand and the, the whomping willow, you know? And who or... attacks
1: 13-year-olds?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone who's incompetent. Well,
1: there's <laughs> not even just that, because I mean, the other part of it that you could say is the snake.
2: Yeah.
1: The snake is a villain too. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I mean,
1: it's technically Voldemort is there at the end, totally. but he's not really there. It's kind of weird. But, so like, the things with Voldemort, like, I guess like what's always bothered me My biggest thing about Voldemort is, like, I think that his backstory is way more interesting than him. Like, Mm -hmm. he's got, like, all this stuff where you're like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, he was, like, this very attractive teenager and, like, all the teachers loved him. And, like, you know, then all of a sudden he just kind of disappeared and, like, did all this dark magic. And then, like, he was, like, a completely different person. But, like, they never really get into that I mean like I know they talk about the cruxes and stuff but like there's like parts of his life that they just never talk about and it's like I am way more interested in that <laughs> I just want an answer like what did he do what were the things that happened in these stages where he went missing that he just all of a sudden became like this snake person
0: <laughs> this <Yeah>. OP snake <laughs> snake well,
2: and I, I agree with you on that as well because my partner and I we talk about maybe like an Order of the Phoenix prequel or something like that where, you know, it it ends with Voldemort killing Harry's family and then subsequently trying to kill Harry. Yeah. Because you're right, they don't really talk about, I mean, other than he wants power and to yeah. live forever.
0: Well, it kind of sounds like the whole story with Reverend from Star Wars, where it's just like they were the best people, the best, and then suddenly they just turned bad and like we don't know
1: why and just ominous yeah <laughs> no i mean like they do give you reasons they they tell you you know about the horcruxes they like tell you that like voldemort was interested in certain things but there are like in the timeline essentially like all these points where like he'll disappear and then it's like he does all these things and then you know like he gets all these followers and he starts a war and there's like there's all this stuff that's like super interesting that you don't really ever get like a good explanation about because Harry's a child. So like Dumbledore doesn't, isn't like, oh yeah, well, you know, (laughs) he just went around and like murdered a bunch of people. I'm going to tell you the grim, dark, gruesome details.
2: (laughs) Well, didn't a lot of it have to do with the fact that he was actually like half-blooded?
1: It's complicated. I mean, like the reason that they give, I think that's some of it, but I think there's also... Him just wanting power, essentially, is, like, one of the bigger... Like, he doesn't want to be weak. I think, like, he views muggles as being weak. Yeah. And so... And some of that might be because of his dad. It's kind of... I mean, like, there's a lot of it that is kind of unclear. And honestly, a lot of it is just conjecture from Dumbledore. Like, that is the whole thing that cracks me up about Half-Blood Prince is it's basically Dumbledore going into memories and being like, "Oh, well, this one thing happened, so we can draw a million things about Voldemort's life."
0: <laughs> this is all I <laughs> From do this Harry, one thing all day.
2: <laughs> just peer into the past.
0: Yeah, just look and be like that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think the one that's like
1: that's sticking out to me that's like that I'm thinking about for that is like. There's, like, this part when where when he's a kid, like, he's, like, uh, abusing other kids or something. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he'll collect stuff from them. And then Dumbledore's like, oh, yeah, look at him as a six-year-old. You see him collecting that stuff? That's important. That's an evil <laughs> and it's like yes. a kid <laughs> in the making. <laughs> It's like, he's he's six, Dumbledore. Like, you don't think that people can change?
2: No. Classic sign of a serial killer. I should have
0: seen it and killed him. <laughs> right in that moment. But I didn't. I was weak. It's Star Wars again. I feel like J.K. Rowling's just stealing Star Wars. Though this one came out after when, like, in the new movies, when Luke was just about to level fucking Ben Solo. Because <laughs> he had nightmares.
2: Luke or Anakin?
0: Luke. Like, in the new ones uh, with Kylo Ren.
2: Oh, And he yeah. was just
0: like, I was training under Luke, and then I had some bad nightmares, and then you just see Luke like, I'm gonna kill this fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah.
2: I kind of <laughs> forgot that there are, like, three new ones. I don't not oh, yeah.
0: Okay, Sorry. so to end the whole past conversation that we could go on, obviously, for, like, another ten hours, I think the sad, funny story is, I've seen all of them in theaters, and it was, like, the last three four five six so oh, on I saw like at the midnight and Luke and I saw the very last one together and it tore us apart
2: <laughs> I think it was an existential crisis moment. Well, right?
0: we talked about it because like we were so upset we didn't know why like we weren't upset about what happened because we read the books we knew what happened mm-hmm. but we were just like sitting in his driveway like why are we so upset and we came to the conclusion like oh our childhood just died like we're adults now and we That's had graduated it. high school. We were like, that didn't feel like anything, but this movie ending felt like our whole childhood was like up in ashes.
2: All the innocents lost.
0: Yeah. We died that day. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I adults. mean, there's a way to end it. I mean,
1: I had a very different experience because, I mean, I saw the last one in theaters too, but when I saw it, I was in a very bad theater because it was basically like people reacting to everything. Like, if. I don't know. Like for example, like the part where Ron and Hermione kiss. It was like whooping, <laughs> hooting, hollering, all that kind of stuff. And it was just like <sighs> the whole time, the whole entire movie. Anytime anything happened, people would like cheer, and it's like I just want to watch the movie. I don't want, I don't want to hear anybody cheer. And then, like I think it was funny too because this was around the time Twilight was coming out. So there was a Twilight
2: trailer right
1: before, and people were reacting to that, too, like hooping and hollering, and I was like, oh my gosh, why?
2: Chris was yeah. like, please, silence in the theater. Yeah.
0: Look <laughs> at I it to midnight, so I have been waiting. Have I just want it to end. Anyone that tried to do that at a midnight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I
1: mean, it was a big part of all of her childhood. I mean, I think the three of us saw... On some level, some of them together. I know I definitely saw some with Luke. I don't know if I saw any with you explicitly, Julie, but I probably did. Or at least we watched them together, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I think I remember going to go see, like, the sixth one with Luke. And I remember it was really weird because, for some reason, we we didn't make it in right away. Like, we were, like, 20 minutes late. And then I remember we watched, like, the whole rest of it. And afterwards, I was like, this movie doesn't make any sense. I read the books, and I have no idea what
0: just
2: happened. You're like, what the hell?
0: Yeah, my mom <laughs> always like, you have to explain this to me. I'm like, huh, oh, okay. <laughs>
2: oh, man. You know
1: what? It's worse for the later ones.
2: Yes. If, if they can make an extended Lord of the Rings,
0: they, they could
2: have made an extended Harry Potter. Granted... The age (laughs) that gets so
0: old.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they have talked before about making a TV show, but I mean, maybe we can talk about that in our future state, what we want for the future.
0: So, yeah. Luke and I's childhood is dead, and thus the past is dead. Let's move on to the present and talk about present things. I think we've already kind of touched on it, because we kind of mentioned, like, at least the book we hate. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, we have some... Oh, yeah, we should actually, you know, present. We should talk about what our favorite book is. That is a good one. I feel like that tells you a lot about the person.
2: Oh, well, you hate me.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay, let's hear it.
2: So, okay. Like a true Harry Potter stan, my favorite book used to be the third one. I think the third one was really the one that... I mean, they, they were kind of growing up in the third one. I think that's where it kind of started taking its turn. But now, from like a literary standpoint, I don't know, but Pure Enjoyment, it's the seventh book. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Okay. <laughs> Julia shook. <laughs> yes. And it, and it probably would surprise a lot of other people too. But the reason why I like it is because... And now... Granted, there are some things that were left out, but I feel like she did a good job wrapping up the story. I don't like the epilogue too much. You know, it it just felt kind of yeah. half-assed to me, honestly. That's but,
1: a, I mean, that's a common opinion. Yeah. Most people don't like the
2: epilogue. Yeah. I just feel like she was just ready to, like, wash her hands and be done with it. And I, you know, I get it. Writing seven books is probably a very tedious, long process, um but what what I really liked is I feel like the 7th book did a really good job of kind of humanizing everyone um and as the books progressed you really kind of started to see a duality of each character and kind of who they were and who they are now like for example Dumbledore I mean they talked about his past and how he was kind of a terrible person with his whole mm-hmm. Grendelwald nonsense and, no, uh, I love sister. that
1: part, actually. I was really mad that they took it out of the movie, basically. Yeah. Like, they basically just... I mean, they might have mentioned it slightly, but yeah, that...
2: They certainly I didn't show it. I love
1: gray characters.
2: Yeah. And I so. think that's why I kind of liked the seventh book, is because of all of that. But I think what really sold it to me... Now, this might seem like a cop-out to some people, but what really sold it to me was the circling back to Neville being the other chosen one. And I thought that was a really interesting yeah. idea, like like the prophecy will be fulfilled either way or you know, like destiny is destiny and it'll kind of find a find its own way and that might just have something to do with like my personal interests now versus what interests me as a child or as a young adult. I I just thought that was a really neat element to kind of add in. It just it just sold it to me, like the whole the whole motorbike being gifted to Hagrid and just kind of tying up those loose ends I I have an appreciation for like I I guess the details you know I am an artist so that would make sense yes
1: I think I definitely like it more now Mm -hmm. I think there are I still have problems with the seventh book but that's just kind of me my sort of issues when it comes to things and so like one of my kind of issues that I have with the Harry Potter series that I mentioned earlier is I like the first books better. And part of that is because I like the world. So my problem with the later books is that the world kind of takes a back burner. Yeah. Like, so my favorite book, which is totally, totally expresses how weird of a person that I am is it is the chamber of secrets oh dear God. because, <laughs> Because most people really hate that book. But I just really like the world building stuff. Honestly, like that is always my favorite part. Like all the stuff where, you know, like Harry's wandering places. And it's like, Oh, yeah, he goes to that ice cream shop. And he just goes and he eats peanut butter and strawberry ice cream. And like, you know, going to go get a wand or like just wandering around the castle, and like there being like all this attention to like these just really random, like, oh yeah, this is cool, but slightly quirky. I just, I don't know. I'm a big world building person because, like, even too, like with Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring is my favorite for that reason. Uh, the movies, I guess I should say, in the movies because I like when. You're building something. I don't tend to like when people are concluding.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can, I could, I can Some. understand that appreciation. I mean, when you were talking about the second book, I was like, "Oh yeah, the Death Day party—that was like a whole thing they didn't talk about." Yeah. But also, you know, something that's not mentioned or talked about completely. But Winky, the ho- the whole house elf plot line just gone. Yeah. I Peeps. know it's yeah peeves. Yeah they they really
1: yeah, didn't Peeves, that. uh yeah and that that is just really the thing that i personally like about harry potter like so and i think that that kind of goes to the voldemort thing too it's like the story is interesting but it's not the part that i like about harry potter for the most part like there's there's stuff that's interesting about harry's story but a lot of it kind of falls flat for me and maybe when we get to like our hot takes thing. I can talk about that a little bit, but Julie, it's your turn. You need to admit your your dirt.
0: I'm normal. I like three.
2: (laughs) I knew it. Good old consistent Julie.
0: (laughs) What's wrong with you two? I don't have any explanation. Everyone knows the best one.
2: Krista and I have character development.
0: Yeah, I have. I've been awesome since I was
2: born. <laughs> Julie's like, I am the rock. Dude.
0: Yeah, I am the rock that builds all these friendships, okay? I don't change. Yeah.
1: You know, it is weird, I will say. For the longest time, I really didn't like that book.
0: It was the that first might be hot book tea. in my
1: life that I enjoyed I reading. Of course, it's going like, to take. <laughs> There's parts of it, like, so I think one of the things and like, so because like I said, I was recently re-listening to all of these. So the part, okay, this is the part that really got me when I was re-listening to these. The part where they're like, piecing it together, that Sirius like, is actually a good guy. Like, there's like, two chapters, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It is literally them sitting in a room being like you don't know the whole story. You don't know the whole story. And it's like fucking just tell
0: me. me. <laughs> God damn it.
2: What is the story?
0: <laughs> well you're supposed to be like Harry because people are constantly just like oh you don't know the story. And he's like it's my life. I feel like you should inform me.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like uh, there's some obligation on your part to so let me know
0: why does everyone know who i am why is all this shit happening to me and nobody's like oh you're too young it's like it's my fucking life you
2: know (laughs) and what they don't actually i don't think they touch on this but like wouldn't you think that there are certain people who knew that sirius wasn't a bad guy
0: i mean even lupin thought he was though
2: well but that's what i'm i'm like how is this have y'all seen peter pettigrew you really think that's the yeah. trustworthy man because he cut off while he's missing a finger? Like,
0: well, he was a black, and everyone yeah. just kind of like blacks are evil, and they're like, well, I guess Sirius is okay. And then as soon as that like betrayal happened, they were just yeah. like, we knew he was a bad guy the whole time. Like,
1: it was—I mean, it was like set up very weird, but like also notoriously, people kind of suck in these books. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's like very obvious things that will happen and. Because, like, even that's the whole thing about, like, the fourth book going into the fifth book. It's, like, y'all pretty much watch Cedric die, right? Like, I mean, I know you didn't, like, physically, but, like, Harry came back and took out his body. And, like, you know, he told you about Voldemort and stuff. And just the leap <laughs> for them well, to be, well, like, no, no, no. Harry killed Cedric. Or, no, that's not don't what even they say. say that. I forget. They're, like,
0: <laughs> what do they say happened to Cedric? Well,
2: I think they think he died in the maze or something oh I think lines. they
0: just say
1: it's an accident yeah I think is what they say it's just an accident or something but it's just like
0: well you what? say that like, <laughs> yo we're there but look at the world today and how stupid people are like yeah it makes sense the public would just be like nah
2: <laughs> well and <laughs> that's I think going back to why I hate the fifth book I think that's another reason that like really pissed me off where I'm just like why? Why would he lie about this stuff? Now all of a sudden Harry wants the attention. I mean, I guess they're I don't running. Want glory. Well, yeah, <laughs> and I guess they're running with the theory that he somehow put his name in the Goblet of Fire, and that's where that whole thing started. But,
0: yeah. But even I... funnier, uh, immediately they're like, "Okay, Voldemort's real. Harry's working for him." And it's like, <laughs> "You pieces <laughs> of shit!" Like, just...
2: I'm <laughs> like, wow, jumping to conclusions.
0: Like, no matter what, Harry's yeah. the villain, It so is Dumbledore.
2: <laughs> wow, well, Cornelius Fudge is an idiot.
0: It is weird, especially
1: because in the earlier books, he's not so bad. It's really just like, all of a sudden, J.K. was like, yeah, he's the villain. Well, it's, think- the
2: <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> fine, it's the media. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine, but
1: whatever.
0: I think a lot of <laughs> yeah, the media. it is like from the child's eye. So it's not so much, like, if she's, a, let's assume she's an excellent writer because she is and, like, has these thoughts. So as a kid, like, you're not going to notice an adult's that terrible because yeah. you don't have a grand, like, concept of what's going on. But as he starts getting older and starts realizing what the world is doing, he's like, oh, these guys are pieces of shit. Yeah. Got it. Like, yeah. But in the book, it's yeah. translated to be like, she doesn't even tell you that because Harry wouldn't realize it because Harry's literally the most oblivious character in the entire book. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Everybody is pretty much smarter than Harry, except for Ron. Except for Ron. Which, Man, I need to... I need to definitely get to that in like my hot takes.
0: There, go, go. That's a segue that you, you keep doing okay, segues. Fine. Hot,
1: <laughs> fine. hot take, Ron. Okay. I want to talk about some of the characters that people really like in Harry Potter that I just really don't like. And I have found my last lesson through, Ron is kind of the worst. And I don't know why people don't give him more crap. Yeah. Like even like the stuff where when he leaves, like, cause the whole Horcrux thing like, there's stuff, like, all around that, where it's just, like, Ron, like, (laughs) like, that was just terrible, like, for you to, like, say those things, like, like, there was the stuff where it was, like, oh, yeah, Jenny got put into the forest, it's, like, oh, yeah, you, you don't care, Harry, because you don't have a family, and it's, like, Ron, like, Excuse you? <laughs> like you are the There are things that you just don't say. Like, I don't <laughs> understand. And his whole thing, which is just basically that he just wants glory. And it's understandable, and I get it. Like, I'm not saying that it's bad. It's just that I wish that Ron would have had more of a character development. Where, like, he became a better person. I don't really feel like that ever happened. He was always just kind of the comic relief, kind of. It went back and forth. But that's, like, the way that I would put him. And he kind of always, like, okay, in the first three books, he was just a kid, which is fine. But, like, once it got towards him being a teenager, I'm like, I run, like, some of us, like, like, when he's, like, slut-shaming Jenny and, like... Uh, The stuff that he does to Hermione when he, like, has a crush on her and was, like, mad that, like, she kissed Crumb and, like, all this stuff where it's, like, I just, uh, I never got back around with Ron.
0: (laughs) I never got back on the train.
2: (laughs) He is kind of icky, and I, I can agree with that hot take to an extent. I think in the, in the woods, I think the whole thing was the Horcrux was influencing that. Yeah. It but, was, they were saying, yeah. like,
0: the Horcrux could have also caused the Dursleys to be the shitty people they were because Harry was one. Yeah. And so I think it was them, like, harping in on, um, well, he's going to be shitty. Because <laughs> he's got
2: kind of authority. Right. But he was shitty.
1: But I think, like, the thing with that is supposed to be that the Horcrux affected him the most because of his insecurity. Which, right. that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just that I wish he would have developed, basically. You yeah. know, like... Like, he showed remorse in the way and, like, yeah, became a better person. And that never really happened. Like, I mean, he apologized, but, like, it still kind of felt like a weak apology to me. And so (laughs) I just. He it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but even, even too, like, so, like, there's all that stuff with, like, the Ron and Hermione thing, which is a whole different thing. And I don't necessarily need to talk about all that because I think everybody has opinions about that. But he's like, (laughs) he's very mean. (laughs) He's very mean to Hermione in the sixth book. And then he still does things like that in the seventh book. Like they see Crum at some party and he's all like jealous and weird, like towards Crumb and like being like, Oh, like can't let Hermione be near him. And it's like, I thought, I thought you figured this out. Apparently you didn't figure this out. Dude
2: chill.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's my, that's my first hot take. Do do a hot take, and we'll we'll (laughs) say
2: yes. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna tell you my hot take is not it's a it's a theming hot take. Maybe I don't know how to describe it. The romances, the romances, really pissed me off, and I feel like they were all cop outs. I really feel like if you're gonna include a romance, at least like make it worthwhile. But pairing off Ron and Hermione and Harry and Jenny, where the hell did that come from?
0: What movies. happened to Cho? Yeah.
2: What yeah. happened to Cho?
0: I feel like it was a reflection yeah. of the movies. Like in the movies, they set it up for interest and then she just rolled into it. Yeah. Like Maybe she told him, I'm sure, to be like, hey, this is something I was going to do. But like, there was no foreshadowing in the books until it was just there. Yeah. And then in the movies, it was from the beginning. Everyone had these weird yeah. moments and shit.
2: Well, I think it was literally the sixth one, it was Half-Blood Prince where they introduced that whole idea. Yeah,
0: which that was after the movies were coming out, so that's why I feel like it's directly correlative. I'm like, it's just because the movie's out of that and you had to, like, fulfill that line of thought.
1: There's, so, Ron and Hermione, there is some foreshadowing because of, like, the nature of their fights when they get into fights and stuff. Like, it's some of them like you can tell like it's kind of around like them liking each other essentially and that's what the fight starts from um even too like I think there is a moment where Harry talks like like they're like bickering you know like old married couple type thing Mm -hmm. and like it bothers Harry but then like it doesn't seem like it bothers them which is like another thing that people always point out but I will say The Jenny thing particularly bothers me, especially re-listening to these recently, because there is no buildup. Like, I know that there's the whole thing in the Chamber of Secrets, which, whatever, that's nothing to me. That's, like, young love, puppy dog, you know, that thing. And then in the sixth book, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's, like, the love of my life. And I'm like, man, you had more moments with Luna than you did with Jenny. Like, the amount of moments you had with Jenny was just like, yeah, she's good at Quidditch. That's cool.
0: She's her sister.
2: (laughs) She is present, and that is good enough. I just see
0: her like, stalking him in the shadows. Like, that's what happened the entire time in the bookstore. She's just, like, wide-eyed watching Harry, and then he finally is like, oh, I think that girl likes me. I'll roll with that.
2: She's like knives and Scott Pilgrim versus the world, where uh, she's like,
0: yeah,
1: no, no." No, and I mean, she she had cool moments and stuff, but I would have much preferred her to end up with like Neville, like if she was going to end up with somebody, like it just did not make sense for Harry.
2: I feel like there were a lot of other students that Harry could have been with. I guess like the Ron and Hermione thing is kind of a trope. It's like the dumb friend with a smart friend? Maybe I don't know. But going back on your hot take, he treated her like shit. So...
1: Yeah. Yeah, he treated her so bad. Her her mining deserves better. She does 100%. deserve better.
2: She literally yeah. erased her parents' minds. She loved them so
0: much. <laughs> yeah.
2: What did Ron do? She did
0: Ron didn't do He let half his family die. It was like, yeah, it's true. For yeah. Anything
1: and the other thing about ron was like ron was so bad at magic like and i know that like that's kind of his thing but like he was so bad like it's like harry like you shouldn't be friends with this guy i'm
0: sorry (laughs) like he should not be (laughs) yeah he should not be in your order of phoenix he doesn't know how to do spells (laughs) he's gonna die (laughs) he's useless let him die
1: He should have died. That would have been a twist.
2: That but would it have, didn't have been a twist. Twist. <laughs> so, Yeah. Let's
0: do a petition. Bring okay. back one of the twins.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll trade him. We'll yeah.
0: trade a Weasley for a Weasley. <laughs> you
1: know, most of the other people who died, I mean, it was fine. I did. I, I got a little bit irritated with the, like, amount of people she killed off in the seventh one, but that's just because it happened so, so like, like it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like you didn't really have any moments to be like, oh yeah, Tonks and Lupin, oh, they're just dead. Okay, other uh, people oh, are dead. Okay, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> <it was> just, <laughs> the child is not there.
0: They spent so much time on Hedwig because it was the yeah. first one, and then the rest of them like, oh yeah, and then like everybody else. <laughs> the Hedwig yeah. one
2: was detrimental to my mental health. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And that was detrimental, too, because Hegwig deserved better.
2: She Hegrig did. Hegwig did
1: not need to die. She
2: did. You know what would have <laughs> yeah. been good? Animal <laughs> fights. They should have pit Hegwig against Nagini. That would have been. Yeah. <laughs> that would
1: have been my mom. Yeah. He- Hegwig dying was some bullshit. <laughs> really. <Yeah>. Hot <laughs> I just
2: Literally Hegrig dies t- within <laughs> the first 15 minutes. Yes.
1: I know that like the whole thing is supposed to be. Oh, Harry lost his innocence. No, that's bullshit. I don't. want... <laughs> Hedwig. They could have just let Hedwig out, <laughs> and, and she could have like flown away and like lived in the Forbidden Forest or whatever. <laughs> or I don't care. Innocence died. <laughs> yeah, you and then he <laughs> he sort of died.
2: Yeah, I also think that uh, Sirius should have lived a lot longer, at least until the seventh one. And I should
0: have introduced him earlier.
2: Or like that needed more time. Yeah, because I feel like yeah. I mean, like I like the whole Bellatrix killing him, and I guess that was her way of like
0: cleaning her family name.
2: Well, that and strange. also for her to like, what was that that archway or whatever the veil? For her yeah, to, like, that is that
1: definitely in. a weird thing about the fifth book because they introduce a bunch of like weird magic that they never come back to. Yeah. And that's the one of them It's the like the dust door. Mm-hmm. well, there's other things too. And so like, that was weird. Cause like I said, I, I really hate the fifth book. And so when I was re-listening to the fifth book, there's like, they go into the, whatever it's called, the mysteries department of mysteries. That's what it is. And so like all the rooms that they go to are like related to aspects of different things we don't understand. So like, there's like a love room, there's like a knowledge room, there's like a time room, um, there's like life, I think, too. And so like yeah. that part of it is interesting and they never come back to it. And then like the whole thing with the veil, I think, is supposed to be death. I think I'm not yeah. positive, but it's it's just interesting. They never come back to it.
0: I remember specifically in that movie, literally everyone I knew that hadn't read the book asked me, did Sirius die? It was confusing because he just fell in that doorway. I was like
2: yeah well and that's the other reason tally marked them on my chalkboard of why i hate the fifth book because she kind of like insinuates that he's still alive because harry can like hear him or the voice like he, he hears the voices from the veil and and there's like some like i guess mystery we could use the word Around the veil and whether or not like you can pass back and forth between it or something like that. And it just it wasn't very clear because at the same time that she that Bellatrix cast the killing curse, he like fell into the veil. So I don't know. I just a little bit more clarification and a little bit more time. When people are dying,
0: I need to know for sure. He needs to be (laughs) bleeding out on the
2: ground. Dead.
0: Last wishes. <laughs>
1: yes. Or just not have died in the
2: fifth book. <laughs> or just not have died. Or you know, she could have just let him live, and he could have been like the one good thing in Harry's life because it's so close.
0: <laughs> just shitting out so Harry close
2: <laughs> every year to yeah. him, like actually having a presence in his godson's life, and then nothing.
1: There's so many things like that, like the the adults. Man, like, the adults get the short end of the stick on everything. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, with Lupin and Sirius, I mean, even, like, to some extent, Snape. I mean, I know he is a gray character and he's got his evil stuff. But, like, some of the stuff that did happen with him towards the end is, like, that's some bullshit. (laughs) Like, really? Like, you could have just gone and lived out your life. But no, instead, Dumbledore has you on this weird quest where you're gonna wait for Harry to die. That's cool. That's really cool for you. That's cool for you.
0: Anytime they introduce a character that Harry's like, I really like this person. Like, oh, they're going to be out. (laughs) Like, even Cedric, where, like, he's like, I appreciate Cedric, like, being a nice guy to me, even though everybody's trying to convince him to be shitty. Should have known from the beginning, like, Cedric's going to (laughs) die. As soon as Harry's like, man, I like this person.
2: (laughs) There can only be one champion from from Hogwarts, and uh, Cedric, it ain't you.
0: Sorry, boy. Yeah, he gets...
2: (laughs) speaking of death this is a good little rip moment the actress who played narcissa malfoy died just right. recently mm-hmm. i think like a month or two ago
0: yeah cuz i think yeah. she's now known more for peaky blinders so yes. they like advertised it that way mm-hmm. well advertised it's not i know right. <laughs> advertised her death. <now. laughs> sorry <laughs> it's a it's sad <laughs> i
1: I've heard like so many things about like how the cast was very tight too. So it is very sad. Like I saw like um, the guy who was uh, Malfoy's dad. I I forget what his real name is. But he like sent a thing being like, oh, my wife, like my wife died. And like, it was like all so sad. And other, other people going out and being like, oh man. And uh, so like one of the ones that really got me though, like of the cast being really tight was apparently, like, Molly, which I don't know her actress's real name, I'm so sorry, but she was, like, really close with the kids, and, like, they did, like, kind of treat her like she was a mom, and I guess it was for, I don't know if it was for Prisoner of Azkaban, like, she wasn't in that movie, one of those movies. Oh, no, 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 it was Goblet of Fire, that was what it was. She was not in Goblet of Fire at all, and they sent her, like, a letter being like, Oh, Mom, like, you
0: you weren't here and we missed you. (laughs) One of the things that really hit me was um, it was when Tom Felton, it was during like quarantine, quote, COVID. He's still, he's a huge Harry Potter fan still. He like, all of his social media is kind of like geared towards it. And he decided to do like him watching the the movies, the old ones, and showing like him streaming him watching them. And the moment when Alan Rickman is first shown, you see it like in his face, like that he misses him so much. He goes, oh yeah, Alan. Like he sits there for a minute and he like gets misty i even wrote the comment i was like oh no he saw alan <laughs> and then everybody commented like i saw it too his face just like because <laughs> he just oh yeah he was, he's laughing he's like oh you remember this part that all the food was rotting like he was saying all this stuff and then when alan came on he just went oh yeah like just he got real quiet i was like oh my god so you know like oh. they were all so close it's, it's like lord of the rings too like all yeah. of them are still pretty close and you spend that many years
2: together yeah. <laughs> doing
0: this, like, 40-hour job, 40-plus-hour week.
2: A moment of silence for all the lost actors who played in Harry Potter. Because Great Britain only has, like, 10 actors. Yeah, they
0: only have, like, 10. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch Doctor Who, you've seen every British <laughs> That's <laughs> true.
1: Well, well, who is it? It's like, so it's like Narcissa... Alan. Alan Rickman and I think did the guy who played Filch die?
2: I
0: For some know. reason he I thought I Game saw of that of he promise.
1: died. Yeah, but I think I saw recently that he passed away or something. Well, I think that's Dumbledore well okay thing. and yeah the original Yeah, the Dumbledore. original Dumbledore. Dumbledore.
2: The original Dumbledore.
1: I think that's uh, that's all that I'm aware of, but oh, there could no, be Oh, no, did more. It,
2: um uh what's his face who plays uh Vernon Dursley? Did, did he? he? I think he died. I didn't hear about that. I think he had like a heart attack or something.
0: 11 yes. Harry Potter actors who've died. Oh my Oh my gosh. <laughs> Richard Harris who was the first Dumbledore. Rob Knox who briefly played Marcus Bellby. So, know. he was at the like ice cream social. Oh. Yeah, Vernon Dursley did pass away in 2013. And wow. the guy who played Greyback
2: Oh, Barty Barty Crouch. Yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah, Barty Crouch is one of them. Alan Rickman. Uh, Mr. Ollivander died. Yeah, I knew that. Mm. Cornelius Fudge died. Good. Grip
2: Hook. Which was also many me.
0: Helen McGord, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah,
1: I remember that, actually, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's
0: everybody that died, everybody. (laughs) Now that we're current. I have a very
2: very morbid moment. And Krista's um, fascination with world building—you've been to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, haven't you?
1: I like how Julie's just like I'm backing out. Yeah. I'm <laughs> out of here. <laughs> like, I haven't been there.
0: I have not experienced. Yeah, yet. I have.
1: Um, I went to uh, the one that's in LA, though. I okay. didn't go to. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. I went to the one that was in LA. I don't think I went to the one that was in Florida. Now I'm confused. I'm well, pretty sure I went to the one that was in LA.
2: Did you, so what year did you go? Because I know that Hogsmeade is relatively new. Um, that's in
1: 2016, something like that. So we went there. Um, we mostly went to the Harry Potter world area. I mean, cause there's other areas, but yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, definitely, if you like it, it gives you all the feels for sure. That's you're there point. and you're like, Oh, oh, my gosh. Like I loved I think the food was my favorite part. Just because like, Oh, yeah, a pumpkin pasty. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Or pasty, whatever, however you say Damn, that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just like all these things where I was like, oh, I can like I can picture it in my mind, but I've never had it. And uh yeah. It was a That's big world building. <laughs>
2: fascinating adventure. We're not going to talk about whether or not it's responsible, but I did go very recently. <laughs> and I will say it was a unique opportunity because there was a day that I, I went with my partner and then a friend of ours. There was a day we walked into Diagon Alley and I kid you not, it was the three of us and everyone else who worked there no one else
1: oh man no
2: other that's pretty no other visitors no one at the park it was the wildest most surreal moment I have ever had in my entire life because literally you're walking down Di- Diagon Alley and there are these actors who are like you know paid to pretend to be wizarding folk and they're like just acknowledging us because we're the Directly, only three yeah. people there and I'm like yeah oh my god hi <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> and then we rode the we rode the green Gots ride like seven times in a row it was literally just us yeah. they're just like you just stay on it um which is my yeah. partner's favorite ride yeah. and he says that bellatrix is what sells that ride but yeah no the food the food is really good uh they have the butterbeer in the three forms it's like a yeah like the soda and then the frozen and then the hot i've not had the hot Because apparently you can only get it at like three broomsticks.
1: Yeah, I think I just had the regular, which I mean, it's, it's definitely good. It's, I will say it's not the kind of thing that people will like if you don't like super sugary things. It's very sugary. Um, I think like just a little bit of it was like, okay, (laughs) I can't, this is a lot. (laughs) I like, uh, I like sugary things, but it's like, it is like over the top sugary. Uh, But I will say that pumpkin pasty thing, if you go, you should get that because it is literally like a pumpkin pie, apple turnover thing that has been deep fried. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Amazing. Mm -hmm. Perfect. (laughs) But now I didn't I didn't get to go on the rides. Uh, My my husband's not big into roller coasters, so we didn't do that. And I was fine with that. Um, but like, cause really I just wanted to go in the shops and like, look at all the things and the cups and like, just like pretend that I was there basically (laughs) just walking around Diagon Alley. And that was good. I mean, uh, it's, it really does feel like it. I, I love those kind of theme parks. Like, cause that's even too the thing that I would say to people about like Disney, because I, I know, like, kind of how some people feel about Disney and, like, you know, it's very kiddie whatever. I remember when I went there buying souvenirs and stuff, you know, you'd spend $20 on maybe, like, a cup or something, but it was, like, really good quality. Yeah. It was like, I, I couldn't buy this online for $20 and get a cup like this. Like, this is this is awesome.
2: <laughs> well, let me tell you, Disney, if you go to Hollywood Studios and you do Rise of the Resistance, which is a ride, but it's more of an interactive experience. We went to Disney World as well, because we were in Orlando, you know, went in Rome. I cried two times on that trip. The first time I turned that corner in Diagon Alley, tears, (laughs) just tears, just feels and tears. And when I was getting off Rise of the Resistance, I have never, and I can say this with confidence, never had an experience that like shooketh me to my core, as Rise of the Resistance said. It was just, it, it like you felt like you were in the movie. It was wild. Huh. Absolutely wild. So, wait,
1: is, is that Star Wars? It is Star Wars. Is that Wars. what that is? Yeah, Star Wars. Oh, okay. uh,
2: Galaxy's Edge, you know, you get to fly like the Millennium Falcon. It's kind of like a little video game ride thing. And then Rise of the Resistance is a little bit more like a ride, but yeah two things i know we're talking about harry potter but i keep
0: bringing up star wars anyway (laughs) but but, no yeah
2: just it's phenomenal it's phenomenal and and they did a really good job in in the world um why was i got my wand i got chosen for my wand that was a great experience because i was the only person there um
1: yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) so it's to happen yeah but
1: um, yeah fair yeah no it is it's great
2: it's a wonderful experience. If you can go, go. It was a, you know, it was a blessing. It was something that...
0: Julie has never experienced. <laughs>
2: Julie was invited, but...
0: My dad, <laughs> <laughs> as an adult, reamed me when I, before I even talked about it. <laughs> so as we mentioned in our last episode, we're not doing story time in the beginning. I don't know if anyone missed it or cared except for me, so... There's that, but uh, we decided we're still going to do it because we like them, and we are just going to throw it in the middle to kind of break up us rambling about things that we need to stop rambling about. So we're going to take this moment, since we just got into this whole excerpt about living the life of Harry Potter today, to tell story time. Now that we have a guest, we're going to tell, are we going to tell the story about?
2: (laughs) We can tell the story. This is full circle to a previous episode. Let it be known that I might be the podcast number one fan as well. Maybe that's why I uh, (laughs) was chosen as the first guest. We'll never know. Um, Julie, (laughs) take it away, girl. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like Like, that's not what happened.
2: No, well,
1: let's say too, because so this is a three-way story. Like I was sort of involved in this, but I am not involved in the beginning part. I will come back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She will rise again. (laughs) Okay, so we were all in a musical together a senior year. We can't decide if it was called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because they are two different things. So it's one of those basic same story, and we have rehearsals every day. And I was a student director, so that meant I just got shit on by the director every day and had a lot of responsibilities and was constantly mad. And Luke and Krista were actors in the musical. So I was at every single rehearsal, just like they were, because they were lead parts. Luke and I were hanging out before one of the rehearsals, and we decided to play a game I called Dragon Rider. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Rider was a game I made up. We had this old mule.
2: It sounds so nerdy, but it's a lot more intense than you would think.
0: <laughs> we have this old mule, and that's a vehicle that I can best describe as, like, if you take a golf cart and a four-wheeler and put it together
2: it's like a u like an atv utv type thing yeah
0: but it was old which means all the safety (laughs) on it was not great it had roll bars and like seat belts but it went too fast and had no balance or anything so essentially dragon rider was someone stood in the back which was just like a bed (laughs) and held onto the roll bars and whoever's driving tries to buck them off of the four-wheeler And I was driving. There's some real yee-yee shit. Yeah. I was driving. (laughs) Yeah. And I need to note that Luke weighs like twice as much as I do. (laughs) And I did this thing where my parents' driveway did like a V. And I went full speed up one side of it and then just let off the gas and then did the full turn into the V. So obviously the four-wheeler decided to tip. And Luke jumped out of it on the side that it was tipping on, which means it
2: rolled. I was bailing. That was the point. You were supposed to
0: level it with your weight because you were heavier than me.
2: Oh, good God. Julie got crushed by this thing. Yeah,
0: I got <laughs> to yeah. crushed. Okay. I so let it be known. I ripped guys. my favorite pair
2: of jeans.
0: Oh, fuck. I came out of this. I couldn't wear it. One those <laughs> pair
2: of pants.
1: Well, I, I did just want to say, you know, just in case anybody wanted proof that we are hillbilly corn people nerds
0: here you go exactly this is that That's the truth <laughs> so Luke jumps out and my seat belt prevents me from jumping out and somehow my leg got locked under the roll bar and so it slammed down on the blacktop and then skidded me down the blacktop by my leg and did I make any noises?
2: (laughs) Probably. I don't know. (laughs) I was too like, oh shit.
0: (laughs) I probably yelled or did something. I don't recall if I made a noise. I'm sure I did. And then I was just sitting there for a minute, not sure what really happened. And then Luke had to like roll it off of me. (laughs) I like unbuckled and my, you could see my bone like on my ankle. And I had this just like, purple mark and dent, like a physical dent in my leg. And it was my left leg. And I was just like, well, we need to go to rehearsal.
2: <laughs> 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 Why we decided to do this like a half hour before we had rehearsal for a play, I don't even know.
1: I just think Well, never get- I think so. I, w- I think that this can go into like kind of part of my part of this story. That for part of this to make sense, you have to know that we started our musical director, the person who did all of our musical stuff, he took some of this stuff, like, very seriously. So I think even from the beginning, he was pretty mad about certain things and, like, people not showing up to certain parts of the rehearsal and and i don't know why but like eventually he just seemed like he got a vendetta against julie particularly i don't know if it was because of this student director role or like if you did something early on to make him mad but like i remember that you guys were late yeah
2: (laughs) and i remember that he (laughs) was
1: (laughs) yeah he was upset even before then And I think like he had been upset in the rehearsals before because I and I don't think that this had anything to do with you. I think it was like other people, like other people were like not showing up on time. And so then when you guys were late, it was just like the peak of him being like super (laughs) mad. And then, um, well, then when you guys actually came in, which... I mean, maybe you can talk a little bit about this. You're limping down to the stage, the auditorium steps. <laughs> oh my I God. think he was still really mad at you, even though you were clearly injured.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Julie's just bleeding out like,
0: okay... Once, i think we were like two minutes late i know we weren't
2: i know we weren't that late we weren't either.
0: that late i think it was literally two minutes i think
2: it was warm-ups honestly is what yeah. we walked in in vocal warm-ups
0: but i remember so the first thing i remember is like i just go we gotta go to rehearsal and i get in the car and luke just turns to me goes you can cry <laughs> he's like it's okay you want to cry <laughs> he's like no
2: I'm pure rage yes
0: i remember that I was like nope no i'm fine <laughs> so i remember that and then so we drove there and i i can't walk i'm cripple walking luke runs away Goodbye. <laughs> <You're my. Yeah. laughs> he abandoned me um yeah there's like the auditorium steps are so long <laughs> they've never been longer in my life <laughs> and like i cripple walk down them i can't put any weight on that leg And I'm just mad (laughs) the entire time.
2: And he watched us, you know, the dirty thing about it is, is he watched (laughs) us walk down those damn steps. He knew what he was doing.
0: He saw me cripple walk, like, I couldn't hide it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, and he was, he was mad. That was the thing. That was, like, he
1: was angry about this. Like, he was angry that you guys were late. And, like... even just for not from the cripple walking, like, once you were close, it was
0: like, what the hell happened? Like, you don't look okay. <laughs> Something's wrong. Yeah. I remember getting up to the bleachers and just putting my legs straight up, like, God. <laughs> yeah, I was clearly not okay. And then he just, like, turned to me and was like, you're late. I went, well, I was in an accident. <laughs> like really loud and then he like finally noticed that i'm bleeding <laughs> and he's like you need to go to the nurse and i went what are they gonna do man <laughs> like what are they gonna do he's like no you need to go i'm like i'm not climbing up the
2: <laughs> like fuck that
0: and he made me anyway he made me go back up fucking stairs <laughs> to get a band-aid for like a broken leg
2: <laughs> did you come back
0: i did I sat
2: up (laughs) there. I was like, like, I I honestly can't remember.
0: I stayed up in the seats. I was like,
2: I'm here. (laughs) I'm watching. I'm
0: not going back down. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I remember that
1: director the whole time, like, was just chaotic. I remember that musical. uh, It was the worst in so many ways. For some reason, he was very angry the whole time about, like, unnecessary things, and I, I never understood it. I just remember that I did not like that musical. Yeah.
0: No, he attacked me at every turn. Like, anytime I did anything, he would shit on me. I'm like, I don't... I didn't even want to fucking do this. Like, you asked me because literally no one else would work with you. And I care enough about my friends in the musical that I knew I could do it. But if you're just gonna shit on me all fucking day... <laughs>
2: Moral of the story, it was our senior show. It should have been our memorable. Best. It was memorable, <laughs> but for all the wrong reasons.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, like okay. So here, here is my my hot take about uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or whatever it is. Uh, it's too short. <laughs> that was the biggest issue for me because basically what it meant is that we practiced this thing incessantly to the point where, like, I I don't think any of the other musicals I hated that badly. Like, when we got to the end, I was like, please, let's just fucking perform this thing because I never want to do this ever again. I hate it so much.
0: Yeah, I don't (laughs) think I've been angrier (laughs) in any project I've really worked on. Like, i agree it was such every turn was a horrible i don't remember one good fucking thing like that's all just shit
2: i will forever remember when i didn't get the role of willy wonka that i was informed that i would make the role too weird now if that was code for gay or queer (laughs) that's homophobia (laughs)
1: Which I believe. Could have been. It could have been. Could have been. been. (laughs)
2: But I will say that was like, I'm like, but it's Willy Wonka. Isn't he like supposed to be fucking weird?
0: Yeah. And the guy who played him ended up making him like a businessman.
2: Oh God, he couldn't sing.
0: He couldn't sing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if they listen. (laughs) Fuck him.
1: Nah, I mean, I remember all of the casting all of the casting was just wrong, Mm -hmm. which was very strange. I mean,
0: I I know that, like, that was was the year... My daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Broca was, as soon as they said it, went, oh, yeah, (laughs) that
1: one. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just... It was most of the other ones, though. And I think, like, part of it was because... Uh, the seniors who were before us were really big into theater. So there was like a large gap when they left. And so it got filled with the people who were below us, which was fine. It wasn't a problem. It's just like, man, like, I don't
2: agree with
0: this casting at all, but okay. I feel like that director hated our grade more than the other ones. Yeah.
2: I think the year before us, they we lost like a lot of theater people like a lot mm-hmm. of good theater people and I think that that kind of led to maybe the weird casting but there are a lot of people I mean like I, I can literally think of like every single one of their names in my head that were really really good at what they did and, and it's just because we had a good time you know I, I feel like there were times that it was really frustrating before this show, but I still feel like with every oh, show we had it a, good a good time. It was a
0: good time. This one, it was like, I literally yeah. can't think of any good memory from this. Yeah, no, it was a bad <laughs> oh, time. Shit.
1: Yeah, and so, I mean, part of it was this person, I think um, their family, you know, being in it, and that was definitely part of it, and you could tell. I mean, you could even tell that in like the past musicals we had done with this director that like, there was a sense of favoritism, which was fine. It's, it happens. I get it. But like, it was very strong in this, uh, this last musical we did together, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was like, these are all the people you really like.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And previously, like, you can tell those were his favorites, but they also did well. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. a problem because you're like, oh, well, they still fit that. Like, yeah. it wasn't... This one was so much like...
1: It wasn't weird.
0: people and you just decided for no good reason to pick these ones. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think... So, like, the other... And I've talked about this, I think, before, that I think part of the problem was that we were weird in a very particular way that didn't vibe with certain people. So like, you know, normally when you, (laughs) yeah, well, normally when you think of the theater kids, like you put us all into a certain category, but there were, there were definitely different kinds of theater kids. And we were like the ones where most people just didn't like us
0: for whatever reason. They did not like us. I think a big identifier with all three of us between theater is theater people want to touch and be touched.
2: And we're the three thinking, of us are like, what are you
0: doing? Like, why would you do that? Like, we're not acting right now. I don't have to pretend like I like that, so I'm not going yeah. to.
2: Get away.
0: Like, get away from me. Like, they were always on each other and stuff. I think all three of us were like, well, that's fucked up. Like, we're, we're the other kind of damaged where we don't want anyone to touch us. Like, we're
2: here for the craft and the craft alone. Yeah,
0: we're here to pretend like we like that stuff. Like, it's not.
1: No, but, yeah. I mean, that's fair, but but I think there was also too like th- I think the distinction I'm more talking about is like so in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, we had like the ones of us who really liked theater and like cared about it and stuff, and then there was like more the group that was like having fun. I don't I don't know like what what would be the right word for it. Like I don't want to say like clout. That's not the right. The, word. F- That's yeah, not the, the word, person but, who like, played
2: Charlie. Yeah, came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, I did not like. It was. It was <laughs> oh God, I forgot about that.
0: Oh my God, I was driving down
2: a road yes, and was- they were just walking on the side of the road, and I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck is happening?"
0: <laughs> I think my distinct memory about him. Because Not without saying all this background, because we know what it is. And I was literally talking about how I hate him. Like, how, like, everything I've heard about him is shitty. I hate his face. Like, and he was behind me and made a point to be like, I can hear you. I said, good. Like, I was like, I'm not going to fucking hide it from you.
2: <laughs> That's a true Scorpio for you. Yeah,
0: like, you have something to say about it? <laughs> Correction, maybe? Like, <laughs> I'll fuck you up. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not talking behind your back. I'll talk to you Uh, I made like three people cry for that musical because I was just up to here done and two of them were seniors. We were
2: all stressed. It was senior year. I think
0: I yelled at someone for eating a candy bar. I about reamed someone for (laughs) eating a fucking candy bar because I spent all this time and energy to try to make a good memory for you guys and so I bought real huge chocolate bars and put golden tickets in it and wrote the whole thing for you guys to like have as a memento and I said okay I spent money on these and I only bought them for like the live show. Don't eat them immediately. Some motherfucker eats one. I was like,
2: what did I, I just say? Like,
0: I will kill all of you. Like, you don't deserve any kindness in this world. Like... How cute. Oh. Yeah,
2: well.
1: yeah. May, may that musical burn.
2: <laughs> <Inhale>. Burn forever. <laughs> I do have one last thing to say on, on the story. Um, we didn't put a disclaimer in there, but um, don't try Dragon Rider at home. <laughs> I don't want to be liable for anyone breaking their leg. Any liable
0: again? <laughs> or dying? I I let I made Luke feel like shit about this forever. Every time I saw his mom, I'm like, oh look, it's the boy that crippled me, and no, like,
2: just,
0: I blame. Him for I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure people took that from this story. It wasn't a positive story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wounded. I couldn't. I was. I took the elevator at school because I'm like, I can't go up fucking stairs. (laughs) I can't do that anymore. And then they were like, you need to have a pass for that. I'm like, well, I went to a military hospital and they basically said it wasn't broken, so fuck off. Like, and then they told me it was a contusion, which is ten times more painful because I'm an athlete. I'm like, I'm not, but okay. Like, some shitty. I have scars. I have a zombie foot from it. Someone actually mentioned that because, I mean, I was wounded for months and I had, like, this... It... You saw my bones, so obviously the wound was pretty intense and I was just sitting there in class and someone behind me went, Your foot is disgusting! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, That's yeah? Like, what do you want me to fucking do about it, man? Like...
2: Heal faster. Um, so like,
0: Don't look at it. I can't help you anymore. I can't cover man. it. i letting it heal.
1: Our freaking school... Our freaking corn school. So
0: weird. Is a trumpet uh. player.
1: is. <laughs> wizards.
0: <laughs> that it's fucking trumpet
1: player. All right. I guess. I guess we should move into our last phase. Future. Future. It's more just, uh, you know, is there anything more that we want? I mean. So, out of Harry Potter. I guess I should get back to that. We're still talking about (laughs) Harry Potter. But, uh, I mean, is there... So, like, for example, uh, there's the new game that's coming out. There's also... I've heard people say before that they want a Marauder's books. uh, Marauder book. Mm -hmm. uh, Possibly more movies. I've heard talk before about them doing a TV show, which is kind of like what you were saying before, Luke. Like, kind of it being more like longer, essentially, would be the point of it, but it would be the books still, like the main books. So what do we feel about any of this? Does any of it excite us? Do we care?
0: Are we done?
2: Well, I I do kind of care. I I would, you know, I I think all good things must eventually die, but I do feel like there is a few more pennies that could be squeezed that I would enjoy. (laughs) you know, without talking about the drama of, of the whole subject, I would like it to continue to be inclusive and be, you know, available for people to find their place. Because I mean, we all had the three of us, just the three of us, we've all had such, you know,
0: diverse experiences. yeah, Yeah.
2: And an attachment to it. And then we've developed core memories because of it. It's, you know, it's, it's a big thing. And maybe if, if Harry Potter himself doesn't continue on, but the world continues to build, I mean, I know Fantastic Beasts aside, you know, some people have mixed feelings about it, but I think a prequel would be good. I mean, they they did Curse Child,
0: mm-hmm. which
2: I will say I I have a little bit of a soft spot for it because uh, Imogen Heap did the she, she composed the score for it. Mm. She's one of my favorite artists, but. Yeah, I would like. I would like to get a little bit more into the world. You know, I think it's a lot of fun. They have a whole amusement park for it. Why? Why let it die? I think we could be done with the trio. I think we could be done with Harry, Ron, and Hermione. I think maybe getting into those adult characters could be really interesting.
0: Yeah, or even going over like the Quidditch. Like, in, like, I don't care about sports, but if they did like yeah. a Quidditch thing where they did a drama based on like the sport and have people like go back like even that would be amazing. like friday
2: night lights but with yeah. quidditch, Bola quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> the hollyhead harpies yeah
0: Billion dollar idea let's go <laughs> so
1: you know what fans family people who are about this if you want a whole hot takes episode i could i could hot takes forever because i have feelings <laughs> My feelings are very strong and you know what maybe maybe I should put my feelings more together and I could do that. If people were interested. Maybe people aren't interested in Harry Potter anymore. I don't know. I know it's gone up and down. It's taken a tumble in the public eye and my whole thing about it is to me it's just a world. And I mean, Julie and I have talked about this before that like I don't really like to think about authors or producers or any of that anyway. It's not it's not like it doesn't matter to me. It's just more... It's like if I like something, I just kind of want to like it. And that's kind of the way I've always viewed Harry Potter. Is it's like, uh, I don't really care what J.K. Rowling's doing. <laughs> like, I just want to enjoy the world and that's that's it.
2: <laughs> yeah, take the art for what it is. I mean, you can associate the art with artists, but they're two separate things. Don't let
0: them ruin it, I yeah. guess. It's like they can help you appreciate it more, but if they're trying to ruin something don't let to do that and you
2: know what if you don't want to support the artist you don't want to give them money buy secondhand shop local you know download
0: it <laughs> yeah
1: have a friend read it to you poorly and you know <laughs> or just borrow their books or i don't know maybe watch the movies i don't know they're not the same really but you can goodwill has it's <laughs> an option potter just there. exactly I mean, I think that, like, Lord of the Rings and the books and the movies are very different. You can, like, make arguments either way about, like, which is better. I think people pretty much know that the books are better for Harry Potter. Like, they're fine, the movies are, but the books are better. You get a lot more
2: out of it. Yes, a lot more magic.
1: But the only thing that you get out of the movies is Daniel Radcliffe.
0: little
2: love (laughs) good. Yeah, little love
0: good. Gary
1: Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Even though Alan Rickman plays a not-so-great character, because we we all said that we don't like Snape. Questionable, at best. (laughs) (laughs) But he still did a great job. So, you know, and I love Alan Rickman. That broke my spirit.
2: Alan Rickman, to me, was always Snape, because Joe Rowling showed me some early drawings. She'd done this sketch of Snape and looked just like Alan Rickman. Well, I think, uh, I think that's it though. Well, it has been a wonderful, magical, super enjoyable experience. And I definitely want to thank the both of you for having me as your first guest. It is an honorable moment. Keep enjoying Harry Potter, any books, any movies, and uh, have some passion for your passions.
1: This was Passion for Your Passions. With Krista
0: and Julie, plus their special guest, Luke, awesome. where we talked about Harry Potter. Finally, on the next episode, we're going to talk about our top three favorite movies in probably excruciating detail. So as we What kind of story hey, do we want to tell? Ruining my <laughs> Harry Potter, what the fuck is it? You should know by now. <laughs> not for
2: I don't, she, you know
0: <laughs> <Sorry>.
2: <laughs> I didn't think I, my phone vibrated on the table and I was like oh no, and so I threw it in the blanket thinking it wasn't gonna make a noise and then you just hear feedback go going... <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, you <laughs> they right.